To the south of the Washington National Cathedral, vibrant blossoms and historic ruins fill the Bishop's Garden, the most carefully cultivated area in all 57 acres of the cathedral close. This walled garden was modeled after the gardens of a 14th-century Gothic cathedral. Its lush greenery and medieval stonework draw thousands of visitors each year. This is The Cathedral Gardens, a podcast by All Hallows Guild, stewards to the gardens and grounds of the Washington National Cathedral since 1916. Today we're taking a walk through the Bishop's Garden. We'll begin at the limestone Norman Arch entrance and follow the garden's stone and brick walkways to the lower perennial border. We invite you to follow along with this guided tour as you stroll through the garden or listen from your own home. You can also find our complete virtual tour of the Bishop's Garden in video and article format at allhallowsguild.org. The Bishop's Garden combines plants from Christian legends, plantings that could be found in medieval gardens, and plants native to the mid-Atlantic region. Medieval sculptures are scattered throughout the garden, creating focal points and providing backdrops to the plantings. Frederick Law Olmsted Jr. created the original plan of the cathedral's grounds from 1907 to 1927. Adding to Olmsted's work, Florence Brown Brattenall designed many of the focal elements of the bishop's garden, such as the St. Catherine's Pool, the Pilgrim Steps, and the Norman Court. To create the garden, mature plant material was located and moved to the cathedral grounds, including boxwood from George Washington's Hayfield Manor and from Ellerslie Plantation in Virginia. The Bishop's Garden was completed for the General Convention of the Episcopal Church, held in Washington in October 1928. Between the years 1925 and 1928, gifts from garden clubs from all over the country, as well as donations from many private individuals, made the Bishop's Garden possible. In 2013, a rededication of the Bishop's Garden took place to celebrate the completion of three years of redesign, restoration, and replanting, all in keeping with the garden's original design. The garden continues to evolve as plantings are replaced to accommodate a changing climate. We begin our tour of the Bishop's Garden on South Road at the Norman Arch Garden entrance. You will see a rounded arch with its wooden doors built into the wall facing the side of the cathedral. From South Road, enter the Bishop's Garden through the Indiana Limestone Arch. The arch is a memorial replica of the original 12th century Norman artifact that was erected here in 1928. The original arch, made of Conn limestone, was acquired from the collection of George Gray Barnard. It was donated to the garden by Mrs. Jessie H. Metcalf of Providence, Rhode Island. The arch was incorporated into the stone wall by All Hallows Guild in appreciation of the efforts of Mr. Charles Merriman, the first superintendent of the cathedral grounds. By 1978, the arch and gate were in disrepair, and an exact replica was constructed. 
The construction of the replacement arch was made possible from funds donated in memory of Canon Charles Leslie Glenn, who was canon of the cathedral from 1968 to 1976. In 2011, the arch was damaged when a construction crane fell, and it was again reconstructed. An Indiana limestone plaque in honor of Canon C. Leslie Glenn was installed in the stone wall to the right of the reconstructed arch in 1978. The inscription on the plaque reads, To the radiant spirit of Charles Leslie Glenn, canon and sub-dean of the cathedral, 1968-1976, who continually rejoiced in the myriad wonders of the Father's love strewn in the Garden of Creation. Samuel Yellen, the 20th century's foremost artisan in iron, designed the iron hinges and handles on the wooden doors. His ironwork can be found throughout the National Cathedral and the grounds, as well as in many of the finest buildings in America. After passing through the Norman Arch entrance, walk along the stone pathway known as the Norman Walk, bordered by boxwood and hostas, to the opening in the stone wall, which is the side entrance to the Norman Court. The walled Norman Court is located at the end of the path from the Norman Arch entrance into the Bishop's Garden. Through an ancient stone arch, the court leads out to the Bishop's Lawn. A fountain is centered on the back wall of the Norman Court, and a 15th-century bas-relief panel is placed within a side wall. The Norman Court was designed by All Hallows Guild's first Garden Committee chairperson, Florence Bratnall, and completed in 1928. The Norman arch, sourced from a 12th-century ruined monastery in France, is made of Caen limestone. The arch was acquired from the collection of George Gray Barnard and donated by Mrs. Jessie H. Metcalf of Providence, Rhode Island, in recognition of the work of Dean and Mrs. Bratnall. The round plaque in the east wall on the exterior of the Norman court, located between the arch and the pier, is made of English Portland limestone. The carving is thought to be a pelican about to eat a fish. The story is told that in the time of famine, the pelican tears away her breast and feeds her young with her own lifeblood. It is a symbol of Jesus Christ and his atonement on the cross. The plaque appears in a photograph from a 1928 edition of Cathedral Age, which indicates that it was installed when the Norman court was constructed. Inside the courtyard, on the west wall, is a 15th-century bas-relief depicting the crucifixion of Christ and the figures of Mary and John. It was an acquisition from the George Gray Barnard collection and installed during the construction of Norman Court in 1928. Mrs. Jessie H. Metcalf donated the bas-relief in recognition of the work of Dean and Mrs. Bratnall. In 2018, All Hallows Guild sought out conservation professionals from McKay Lodge Art Conservation Laboratory, to perform conservation work on this relief and several other medieval artifacts in the bishop's garden. A thistle is carved in a Quaya Creek sandstone above the fountain in Norman Court. J. Hall Carpenter, who once served as sculptor-in-residence at the cathedral, created a clay model and the carving was done by cathedral master stone carver Vincent Palumbo. The sculpture, donated by All Hallows Guild, was dedicated on September 9, 1994, in memory of Peter McLaughlin, chief horticulturist for the Cathedral Close from 1961 to 1992. Opposite of the Thistle Fountain is the medieval arch leading out to the Bishop's Lawn. Outside of the Norman Court, the arch is flanked by two towering blue atlas cedar trees. 
The blue atlas cedars, Cedrus atlantica glauca, came as seedlings from Palestine and were planted here in 1902 by Henry Yates Satterley. This genus of cedar is native to the Blue Atlas Mountains of Morocco and offers an example of plants botanically related to the Holy Land. Exit the Norman Court through the medieval arch between the tall cedar trees. Walk along the edge of the bishop's lawn to find the garden gazebo known as Shadow House. The octagonal garden gazebo, known as Shadow House, sits between the bishop's garden and lawn. It was designed by cathedral architects Froman, Robb, and Little. Construction took place in 1927, and it was dedicated on April 27, 1928. The funds to build Shadow House were donated by the Bishop's Guild as their offering to the Bishop's Garden. Shadow House was built with stones and timber recovered from President Grover Cleveland's nearby summer home. The house, known as Red Top, was located on Newark Street and was demolished in 1927. The pie-shaped bricks that form the floor came from Ellerslie Plantation in Virginia. Wrought iron artist Samuel Yellen designed the weather vane that sits at the peak of the slate roof. Yellen's work can be seen elsewhere in the bishop's garden, the hinges and handles on the doors of the Norman arch, and the Yellen gate entry to the garden. A small bronze statue of Baby Pan, sculpted by Edith Parsons, sits on a pedestal at the entrance to Shadow House. The statue was purchased by Mrs. Avery Coonley for her Cleveland Park House, Rosedale, during the 1920s. In the 1960s, it was given to the cathedral by her daughter, Mrs. Waldron Faulkner. Pan originally sat near the entrance to the baptistry, while it was the herb cottage shop. In 2017, the statue was relocated to the pedestal carved in memory of Rowan LeCompte, cathedral stained glass artist, as a part of the LeCompte Garden dedication. Behind the Pan statue, climbing roses bloom in spring and summer on either side of the entrance to Shadow House. Inside, there are eight views of the bishop's garden through wood-framed Gothic arch openings. Wood benches line the interior of Shadow House, making this iconic garden element a place for visitors to linger. Exit Shadow House through its Gothic arch doorway. Follow the stone pathway around Shadow House toward the large medieval font that sits at the center of the little garden known as the Hortalis. This small garden called the Hortalis, or Little Garden in Latin, is anchored firmly in the 9th century by the medieval baptismal font at its center. The raised geometric beds encircling the font are planted with the same herbs and flowers that would have been found in monastery kitchen and infirmary gardens during the 9th century. In his poem entitled Hortalis, written in 849 AD, Abbot Wallafried Strabo describes how some of the plants included in this little garden would have been used during his time. The Emperor Charlemagne's list of plants from 812 AD also served as a source for plant material in the Hortalis. All Hallows Guild arranged to revive and augment the herbs and boxwood in 2014 and 2015. The Carolingian font in the Hortalis is attributed to the time of Charlemagne and is reported to have come from the Abbey of St. Julie in the Aisne. 
The top is marble and the pedestal is made of con limestone. The font came from the collection of George Gray Barnard. Mrs. Henry Hudson Barton Jr. of Philadelphia provided the funds for its acquisition, and it was installed in the Bishop's Garden in 1927 in memory of her husband. In 2018, All Hallows Guild sought out conservation professionals from McKay Lodge Art Conservation Laboratory to perform conservation work on the font along with several other medieval artifacts in the Bishop's Garden. As you leave the Hortalis, walk to the adjacent rectangular lawn that forms the center of the Rose Garden. There, the stone pathway changes to brick. The Rose Garden's flower beds border a rectangular area of lawn in the center of the Bishop's Garden. It forms an axis between the Hortalis and the Wayside Cross. The Rose Garden was a part of the 1926 Olmsted design for the Bishop's Garden. In 1961, the Rose Garden's planting beds were redesigned and newer hybrids were introduced. Roses of many colors now bloom from May to November. On the outside perimeter of the Rose Garden, a brick walkway surrounds the flower beds, where benches are placed to allow visitors to sit and enjoy this sunny spot in the garden. end of the Rose Garden lawn, directly opposite the Hortalis, stands the Wayside Cross. The Wayside Cross faces the end of the Rose Garden's lawn, in the location that landscape designer Florence Bratnall referred to as the heart of the garden. The Celtic cross, also called a round-headed or wheel cross, is inscribed with the sacred monogram of Jesus. The inscription on the outer edge, translated from Latin, reads, Our soul is humbled even unto the dust. Psalms chapter 44, verse 25. The Wayside Cross was acquired from the collection of George Gray Barnard and dates from the early Christian pilgrimages. It was installed in this spot in the Bishop's Garden in 1928. The cross was later relocated to the upper perennial border, but was restored to its original location during the renovation of the garden in 2013. Behind the cross is a semicircular bed planted with boxwood and a seckle pear tree. Walk back through the Rose Garden's lawn to the brick path leading to the adjacent sundial flower bed. At the edge of the flower bed, bordered by brick pavers, an old English sundial rests atop a 13th century Gothic column capital. The capital, which is made of con limestone, was discovered in monastery ruins near Reims Cathedral in France. The capital was acquired from the collection of George Gray Barnard and installed in the Bishop's Garden in 1928. 
the 18th century English bronze sundial was gifted by Mrs. John H. Gibbons as a memorial to her mother, Mrs. Richard S. Eli. In the center of this changing display of annuals, bulbs, and herbs sits a pomegranate tree. The former emperor of Ethiopia, Haile Selassie, planted a peace rose here in 1954. For years, the gardeners would plant spring flowering bulbs in beds throughout the bishop's garden. However, digging up the spent bulbs after they finished blooming was destructive to the formal perennial plantings. Recently, the sundial bed was converted into the garden's only showcase of vibrant spring bulbs. For many years, herbs filled the sundial bed in summer and fall. However, the hortalus is planted with historic kitchen and infirmary herbs, so our gardeners have begun using annuals in the sundial bed to create innovative summer designs, such as sunflowers in summer 2017 and the colorful grandmother's garden in 2019. From the sundial bed, turn towards the cathedral and step off the brick pavers onto the stone walkway. You will find the Pool of St. Catherine at the west end of the stone wall that runs parallel to the cathedral. St. Catherine's Pool is located in the Bishop's Garden at the west end of the upper perennial border. Within the stone wall at the back of the pool is a 15th-century granite bas-relief depicting St. Catherine holding a wheel on the far left and three other figures. Florence Brown Bratnall designed many elements of the cathedral's gardens, including the Pool of St. Catherine. Mrs. Bratnall served as the cathedral's landscape designer from 1928 to 1936 and also led the fundraising campaign for the construction of the Bishop's Garden. She was married to George Carl Finch Bratnall, who served as the cathedral dean from 1915 to 1936. The pool is shaped like a primitive cross. It was dedicated in 1929 as a gift of the Lake Forest Garden Club of Illinois. Both the pool and its stepped fountain are made from Aquia Creek sandstone quarried in Virginia. George Washington selected Aquia sandstone as the primary material for use in Washington's government buildings. The 15th-century granite bas-relief on the wall behind the pool depicts St. Catherine in the panel on the left. The bas-relief was acquired from the collection of George Gray Barnard. Interested in medieval art, Barnard gathered discarded fragments of medieval architecture from French villages before World War I. In 1925, the collection was purchased by John D. Rockefeller, Jr. It now forms part of the Cloisters Collection of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. St. Catherine of Alexandria, also known as St. Catherine of the Wheel, was martyred in the early 4th century. Over a 1,100 years following Catherine's martyrdom, at the age of 18, St. Joan of Arc identified Catherine as one of the saints who appeared to her and counseled her. Her principal symbol is the spiked wheel, which has become known as the Catherine Wheel. Her feast day is celebrated on the 25th of November. Walk along the stone pathway that parallels the stone wall to enjoy the plants, plaques, and statuary in the upper perennial border. The upper perennial border is framed by a stone wall containing three 15th-century bas-relief panels 
depicting martyrs and saints along with several memorial plaques. Perennial plants that bloom in warm hues grow between the wall and a stone walk. At the west end of the border is the Pool of St. Catherine, and at the east end grows a rare medlar tree, often seen in monastic gardens. In 1929, Florence Bratnall, chair of the All Hallows Guild Garden Committee, wrote, Just below the cathedral itself is a border with all the charm of an old English garden. The flagstone walks and the old copings are from George Washington's Aquia Creek Quarry, historic discards rescued to live again. In the wall behind the flowerbed, just east of St. Catherine's Pool, is the 15th-century granite panel depicting a kneeling female figure with hands clasped in front of her chest. It was acquired, along with the other bas-relief panels in the wall, from the collection of George Gray Barnard. The panel was dedicated in the Bishop's Garden on May 22, 1931, and was a gift of the Junior Gardeners of Philadelphia in memory of Eleanor Pepper Newbold, their first president. Near the center of the wall is a four-pane granite bas-relief that was installed in 1931 as a gift of the No-Net Garden Club of Massachusetts. Florence Bratnall described the bas-relief as, quote, saints, martyrs, and heroes. It was the last of a number of museum pieces acquired from the Gothic collection of George Gray Barnard. A bluestone plaque dedicated in 1988 to Alice Trowbridge Strong is located in the wall near the Medler, Mespilus Germanica tree. Mrs. Strong was a chair of All Hallows Guild's garden committee and designed the Rosalind Wright Memorial Fountain, which is located in the lower wall of the bishop's garden near the prodigal son statue. A plaque in honor of Florence Brown Bratnall, who worked tirelessly to create a garden for the ages, was dedicated on May 8, 1957. By 2006, the original plaque had become badly deteriorated and All Hallows Guild replaced it with a replica carved from Indiana limestone. Mrs. Bratnall, an early and prominent member of All Hallows Guild, succeeded Frederick Law Olmsted Jr. as a designer of the Bishop's Garden and led the fundraising for the garden's construction. On the east end of the upper perennial border is a 12th-century column capital that serves as a birdbath. It is a relic of the now-demolished Abbey of St. Marcel Le Chalon in France. A 15th-century granite bas-relief of a kneeling figure is located in the wall behind the capital. The font and bas-relief were installed in 1928 and were given as a gift to the garden from Miss Edith Notman of New York in memory of her father and mother, Peter and Jane C. Notman. Among the plants that bloom in the upper perennial border are allium, peonies, hellebores, lilies, aster, dahlia, and tixseed creating a colorful display in spring, summer, and fall. The stone path that follows the edge of the upper perennial border leads to the garden room at the northeast corner of the bishop's garden, known as the Finial Garden. During the Bishop's Garden renovation and rededication in 2013, the northeast corner, now known as the Finial Garden, was transformed into an intimate and inviting garden room. It is centered on a finial that fell from one of the cathedral's pinnacles during the earthquake that took place in August 2011. 
The finial garden is located at the eastern end of the upper perennial border and was previously referred to as the memory garden or the St. Fiacre garden. It is enclosed on two sides by stone walls. The center of the garden is an open lawn. Surrounding the lawn, the finial garden's beds are planted with hydrangea, holly, ladies' mantle, and bugleweed. Terraced stone steps lead out to where a pomegranate tree grows near the bishop's garden's yellen gate. The fallen finial rests on a granite pedestal at the garden's north end, a memorial bench facing west toward the upper perennial border completes this peaceful garden room. Exit the finial garden by walking down the terraced stone walk to arrive at the Bishop's Garden's Samuel Yellen Gate. Wrought iron artist Samuel Yellen created the gates that lead from the bishop's garden to the pilgrim steps. The gates are placed in an opening in the garden's stone wall and are capped with a replica of a 12th century cross. Along the top is the inscription, They shall enter into peace that enter in at these gates. Samuel Yellen worked on much of the ironwork at the cathedral from 1926 to 1940. He was born in Poland and established a studio in Philadelphia in 1909. He set high standards in design and craftsmanship that continue today. His work can be found in many of the finest buildings in America. In addition to the gates, Yellen created the wrought iron hardware on the doors to the Bishop's Garden Norman Arch entrance and the weather vane atop Shadow House. The Yellen Gate was dedicated on May 16, 1930, as a gift of Mr. and Mrs. Roland Leslie Taylor of Philadelphia. Inside the Bishop's Garden, directly adjacent to the Yellen Gate, is a plaque made of Buckingham, Virginia green slate. It was designed by John E. Benson of Newport, Rhode Island. The plaque was installed in 1968 following a gift made in honor of Frank Gardner Wisner, who was deputy director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Mrs. Wisner was chair of the All Hallows Guild Garden Committee. Just inside the Yellen Gate, a pomegranate tree grows. Outside of the gate are large boxwood and yews, which form the backdrop to the pilgrim steps. Pass through the Samuel Yellen Gate and walk down a few steps to reach the landing at the center of the Pilgrim Steps. Connecting Pilgrim Road and South Road is the long, broad stair known as the Pilgrim Steps. The Pilgrim Steps were designed by Florence Brown Bratnall and were dedicated on May 16, 1930. The stone for the 51 sandstone steps came from Virginia's Aquire Creek Quarry. Aquire Creek sandstone was used in the construction of many of D.C.'s most famous landmarks, including the White House and the U.S. Capitol Building. Mr. and Mrs. Roland Leslie Taylor of Philadelphia donated the pilgrim steps as well as the planting of the adjacent boxwood, yew, holly, and magnolia. Mr. Taylor was a member of the National Committee for the Cathedral. He and his wife gave the money for the cathedral's children's chapel in memory of their infant son. A plaque designed by Mrs. Bratnall is located in the stone wall at the top of the pilgrim steps. Large yews and boxwood line the pilgrim steps. 
At the top of the steps grows an ancient magnolia tree. To create gardens appropriately scaled to a Gothic-style cathedral, mature plant material, such as boxwood, magnolia, yews, and wisteria, was located and moved to the cathedral grounds. A large blue atlas cedar stands at the base of the pilgrim steps. This tree was planted in 2013 as a part of the larger renovation and rededication of the bishop's garden. It was a gift of Benjamin Dillon in honor of his wife Annie and their sons. During the February 3, 1939 meeting of the All Hallows Guild Executive Committee, a board member proposed the idea of having a flower mart on the pilgrim steps. The idea for Flower Mart came from an All Hallows Guild member who spent time in Rome, often visiting the flower vendors on the Spanish steps. The Pilgrim Steps were considered to be a similarly good location for a flower sale to benefit the cathedral grounds. Since 1939, All Hallows Guild has continued to hold Flower Mart as a spring fundraiser for the cathedral gardens and grounds, although after several decades, this beloved community festival has outgrown the Pilgrim Steps and now surrounds the cathedral. At the bottom of the pilgrim steps, turn to the west where a large weeping cherry tree grows. Nestled beneath the tree branches is a garden bed that holds the granite sculpture of the prodigal son. In an intimate setting below the lower wall of the bishop's garden, to the west of the pilgrim steps is the contemporary granite sculpture of a father embracing his son. The prodigal son statue, sheltered by an old weeping cherry tree, was carved of Belgian granite by Heinz Warnicke. Heinz Warnicke was born in Germany in 1895 and emigrated to New York in 1923. Warnicke's work can also be found within the cathedral. He sculpted the tympanum and the trumeau figure in the cathedral's south transept portal, as well as some of the high vaulting bosses in the south transept. His prodigal son sculpture depicts a frequently retold parable from the New Testament. A plaque at the base of the sculpture relates the wayward son's return. It reads, And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. In memory of Henan and Mary Jennings. Completed in 1938, the sculpture was exhibited at the 1939 New York World's Fair and several other major museums, including the Whitney Museum in New York, before finding a permanent home when philanthropist Coleman Jennings purchased it in 1958 for the cathedral. It was installed in the Bishop's Garden in 1961. The statue was moved from the head of the Rose Garden to its current location beneath the large weeping cherry tree in 2013 as part of a wider renovation of the Bishop's Garden. The tree, the lower wall of the garden, which contains a small fountain, and the plantings that surround the statue create the feel of a quiet garden room. Hellebores, hydrangea, astilbe, and holly grow around the base of the statue. The lead fountain that lies within the Bishop's Garden's lower wall was designed by Alice Trowbridge Strong and dedicated on November 10, 1950. It is a memorial to All Hallows Guild member Rosalind Wright. The flowers cast around the edge of the lead fountain are trout lily, may apple, fern, snowdrop, trillium, lily of the valley, twin leaf, iris, and jack in the pulpit. Below the fountain lies an old millstone. 
The inscription in the center of the strong Wright fountain reads, In memoriam to Rosalind Washburn Wright, 1900 to 1948. Through the hands of such as these, God speaks, and from behind their eyes, he smiles upon the earth. The Prophet. The strong right fountain sits in the stone wall that forms the edge of the Bishop's Garden's lower perennial border, which will be the final stop on our tour. Walk west along the wall towards Shadow House to admire the border filled with perennial plants that bloom in cool hues of purple, blue, pink, and white. Known as the Blue Border, the lower perennial border forms the southern edge of the Bishop's Garden. It is planted with a variety of perennial plants that bloom in shades of lavender, white, and blue. The lower perennial border is formed by a gently curving walkway and a blue-gray stone wall that serves as a backdrop to the layers of cool-toned blooms. The western end of the border is anchored by Shadow House. The old weeping cherry tree that shelters the prodigal son statue is at the border's east end. Above the stone wall is another row of purple-hued perennials that parallels the Bishop's Garden's U-Walk. This planting bed was dedicated as a memorial to Bessie Heidecoper Fay. A bluestone plaque in her honor was placed within the stone wall near Shadow House in 1980. Colonel Reginald Heidecoper established a trust that provided for this memorial to his wife. The plaque is inscribed, In Loving Memory, Bessie Heidecoper Fay, 1889-1973. The lower perennial border blooms with iris, blue salvias, globe thistle, agastaches, budleas, lavender, nepetas, larkspur, and sage. By midsummer, the perennial plants nearly obscure the stone wall at the back of the border. Stepping back from the walkway, toward Pilgrim Road, the terraced levels of the Bishop's Garden come into full view with the south side of the cathedral, creating a dramatic Gothic backdrop. Our tour ends here, but if you'd like to continue exploring the garden, walk up the steps alongside Shadow House to return to the center of the Bishop's Garden. From here, you can walk along the stone path of the garden's U-Walk, which parallels the wall behind the lower perennial border. The original row of stately Irish yews was replaced by five large Juniperus Virginiana in 2013, since the yews, which were chosen by Florence Bratnall, no longer thrive in our climate. Heading in the other direction, continue up the steps alongside Shadow House to visit the Bishop's Lawn and its plant borders. Thank you for joining us on this tour of the Bishop's Garden. You can find the complete Bishop's Garden virtual tour, which includes videos, photos, and articles at allhallowsguild.org. All Hallows Guild is a non-profit organization dedicated to the maintenance of the gardens and grounds of the Washington National Cathedral, and we are supported by contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, visit allhallowsguild.org. Keep in touch with All Hallows Guild by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at All Hallows Guild. And stay tuned for more episodes of the Cathedral Gardens podcast. 